It's the Survivor Series. Glenn's pick. This is Glenn. That's Casey. How are you, Case? Uh, I'm great, thanks, Glenn. Bit Survivor Series down, as I was just telling you. I watched uh, the 2021 Survivor Series today in preparation for our discussion about Survivor Series 1990. Just wanted to compare <laughs> and try you know. So if you start banging on about Roman Reigns, I'll just correct you and go, no, 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 no. We're going back to 1990. Uh, but before we do, as promised from our last podcast, I just wanted to show you something, Case. Oh, yes. I've got my, oh, I've got the proper headphones on, don't I? I've got me Royal Ramble hat. Oh, that's cool. Look at that. Yeah, it looks good. Look at that. I've got me Royal Ramble t-shirt. Oh, wow. You're fully kitted out. I well, know. And I, um, if anyone wants to order this merchandise, please hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> no, no, because then I'll have to, like, arrange something. <laughs> but, <clears throat> and humor me, Case, because tonight I'm going to introduce to you my new podcast persona. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, I like this sunglasses. <laughs> it's me, Casey. It's it's Glenny Props. Look, look at me. <laughs> Who's ready for fun? Because <laughs> I am. Whoa! Oh, I didn't. I got I got There we go. Oh wow! You got all the props. I've got all the Glenny Props. And I'm I'm available, kids, for children's birthdays. <laughs> oh, I should have done the opening with this. Well, I'm also available for adult parties. Hey, Case, I got a joke for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this will be over in a moment. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hang on, I've got to take these glasses off. I can't see shit. <laughs> I wish this was a video podcast. <laughs> if it was, I wouldn't be doing it. Okay, okay. What did the turkey use to download the latest Glenn and Casey's Royal Ramble podcast? Um, no idea, Glenn. What did the turkey use to download the latest Glenn and Casey's Royal Ramble podcast? Google, Google. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and that's the end of that. Plenty props will be back in another hundred in another hundred and five episodes. So well, I, oh, I've got I, a whistle. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. It's funny you should bring up turkey, Glenn, because it's almost Thanksgiving. And you know, oh wow. What a coincidence. Know, you know what Thanksgiving means? It means survivor series. It does. Uh, so let's cut. So I'm, just, I'm just packing up all my shit. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have it out. I'm sure you can find uses for each of those uh, implements throughout. Wow, wow, wow! You feel like that guy? What's that um, finance show? Mad Money or whatever? The dude's like, he's like, Dale Jones has gone down 49 points. Wow, wow. You know that uh, all of that popped into my head whilst in lockdown. <laughs> and I realised how mad I'd gone. So, uh, I'm pretty sure we've all gone pretty nuts uh, over the past two years. Me and Anto have pretty much invented our own language and accents to talk to each other in different voices. Jeez, uh, that'd be handy if you want to leave a dinner party. Yeah, and we're like... <laughs> we do like fake French accents with like made up French words, and uh, yeah, I reckon we could probably extract ourselves from a awkward dinner party situation while sounding quite classy. Yeah, that's it. I can only laugh in French. <laughs> do you know when we landed, when Kath and I landed in Paris many moons ago? The first thing I ever heard was a guy walk past and sneeze in French. He went. <laughs> That's not even a joke. That happened. And we looked at each other and went, he sneezed in French. Oh, uh, I knew we'd arrived. Uh, one day we'll travel again, Kate. Hey, look, the horn's back. Ah, oh, I was going to uh, say, where's the crap wrestler alert horn? Yeah, well, the crap gimmick alert horn is right here. And how appropriate, because we've got some of the crappest gimmicks involved 
Oh, of course, we get the Vince McMahon screaming opener. Ah, team captains! Okay. And this is, look, this is probably my favourite Survivor Series ever. It's pretty good. It's great. There's a, look, the only thing, and look, we can't complain, but Randy Savage isn't in a match. No, no. Only thing that's got me there. Which is fine, but yeah. No, no well, match. But... Uh, look, what? Well, look, while we're talking about him, because we'll forget about him later, because he's not even in the listing here or anything, but Savage comes out and he's in the he's in his like barbershop outfit tonight. He's all red and red and white. Well, no blue, king. I noticed. Point as well. He's the Macho King. That's it. That's it. But I just all of a sudden had this beautiful mind moment. You know, it's probably based on no, no fact involved here. But I'm like, Randy Savage must have been injured because... He was in a two-minute match with Dusty Rhodes at the uh, SummerSlam 1990, right. which ended with Dusty chasing off because Sapphire left with the Million Dollar Man. Yeah. So nothing happened there. He doesn't yeah. wrestle tonight. At the Royal Rumble, all he does is want a match against either Sergeant Slaughter or, Hulk, uh, or the Ultimate Warrior. Excuse me. And Hulk, Hulk gets his hand later, doesn't he? But, and then, like, he, you know, he screws up that match, and then he goes to Mania and retires. Yeah, I th- I think we're dealing with a really injured Randy Savage, and we just did not notice. It's, it's definitely quite possible, uh, and it is. Yeah, it's really the only downer because, like, as I've mentioned on this podcast multiple times, uh, I love WrestleMania six, just nineteen ninety sort of era of wrestling um, is classic, and so this is the Survivor Series post WrestleMania six, leading into WrestleMania seven. You've got yep. Warrior as champion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're in that sort of. You've still got all those classic wrestlers from the '80s uh, still there before they've started to pitter patter off. But but we're at that point where we are building your Bret Hart's and things like that. They're not quite at that stage where they're ready to take the limelight, but they're they're up and coming. And yeah, I yeah. Uh, I really enjoy this period of, uh, of WWF. Oh, I love it! And what an outing Bret Hart has tonight. Uh, yeah. And also, just like, the, the format of this Survivor Series, uh, I was just going to say, the te- like, yeah. I know the Teams of Five is classic, but I kind of, I think I prefer the Teams of Four and having the quick quick matches. Like, this is only a two-hour and 20-minute pay-per-view, and you get, like, was it six or seven matches or something? Six matches. Um, yep. And you get every, all the teams relatively make sense. There's a couple of head scratches, but, like, <laughs> all heels and, and faces, and they sort of make sense. Um, and it's it's... You know, they keep the pace rolling. It's And I really like how they do the whole bit where the winners of all the Survivor Series matches face off in a final match at the end. Um, so the, yeah. the, heels, the winning heels and the winning faces. Uh, that's a cool... I wasn't expecting that because I was like, why is Hulk Hogan out so early? Like, surely they'd save him for the end. Yeah. They did. Of course they did. It was interesting, actually, because what you could get in the magazine back in... 90. Remember that case? God, I was 10. This, oh, this pay-per-view happened today, 31 years ago. There you go. You're right. We, we, knew, we knew all along that this was going to happen. But uh, you could get a leaflet in the magazine, and literally they had little boxes next to all the team names, so you could tick them off as you go along so you know who's going to be there at the end. Oh. Like like being at the bullfighting or something. So yeah, I know. I was like, what's going on? Well, you mark up your footy record. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like that's it. it. That's it. I like it a lot, and I can't believe they didn't do it again. But anyway, maybe one day. Maybe the... Vince will. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, did you buy the magazine in 1991? But of course, I didn't do that. No. Before. No, no, I did not. No, no. I didn't get into wrestling until 1992. Oh. However, however. Uh, <laughs> the Royal Rumble 1992, which we covered in the archives. Yes. <laughs> it's and I don't recommend listening to it because that's one of those ones where I think you announced halfway through I'm fucking sleeping on your floor. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> you a hint of how that evening goes. But the one thing is, is of course, we get introduced to Vince McMahon. He's screaming his lungs out as he does, and it's always great. And we get all the pictures of all the nasty villains and all of our heroes back in the day. And there's so many funny pictures. Like, it's really, it's guess who, it's guess who got mental. Like, you see the picture of Tugboat? He looks so happy. Like, he looks like someone just said, the buffet's out the back. 
Dusty Rhodes's picture. Yeah. He looks. Oh my god, he looks so ecstatic. Uh, I mean, yeah, um, he looks like. Yeah. Here you sorry. go. Oh, I got um, Raymer and uh, Hercules with their fucking weird red sunglasses. Where's like, the mind? Plastic. Like, what's going on there? <laughs> I know. Mental. They look like 3D glasses that were made for a specific film or something. But I know, it's so shit. Boris Zukov looks like he should have a pipe because he looks so <laughs> angry. Like He looks like he's taking his shit. Uh, Demolition, when they all come up, it's none of the actual Demolition members. It's just blokes wearing not fully face mask covered. It's so weird. And, of course, Barbarian with the antlers. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy. But you know what? We start off to quite a... A lull because we just see the egg and we get told about the egg that's going to hatch and we're all excited and thanks, Sean Mooney. And away we go. Shall we start with the very first match? Well, before I do that, let's just set the scene because we are, of course, in Hartford, Connecticut uh, at the Hartford Civic Centre with 16,000 people in attendance. This is November 22nd, 1990. As you mentioned, uh, 31 years ago to the day, Mm -hmm. uh, the WWF... Thanksgiving night tradition is the tagline. So, fair enough. There you go. I do like that uh, they had it on Thanksgiving um, as opposed mm. to on a Sunday. It's just, mm. you know, but I guess it's traditionally football on, on Thanksgiving. So, I think that but probably. Can you imagine? Work. But can you imagine? You sit down, you eat your turkey, and they put on this. Yeah, fuck yeah. Why not? <laughs> well, you funny. eat your pumpkin pie. Where, of course, uh, <clears throat> introduced uh, by um, Gorilla Monsoon and R- Rowdy Roddy Piper's here. Yes, yeah. Yeah, man, and- I'd started watching this, like, late at night, um, and I'd already gone to bed, so I didn't want the volume too loud, so I turned it on. <laughs> Vince is screaming away, introducing... Well, not Vince, but you, you mean Roddy. No, no, first Vince, like... Oh, like, of course, yeah, with his... Ah, Survivor Series! It's like, oh, thank God he finally shut up, and then Gorilla comes on, and they're like, oh, I've got Rowdy Ruddy Piper next to me. And I'm like, fuck, here we go. This is going to be screaming off the top of his head. That's it. And then, and and then, then and, yeah. they cut yeah, to the they... promo for the first match, which is, who the bloody hell is it? Is it um, the Warrior. Yeah, Warrior's screaming and carrying on like a bloody, and uh, all these bloody teammates. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. Good. We've got the Warriors. Which I, I think I mentioned in a previous podcast why I love this team so much is because all of them were actually warriors. Because the Texas Warrior Tornado, warriors. Kerry Von Eric, was the modern day warrior oh. in NWA. Right. And also, you've got the Road Warriors that are yeah. now the Legion of Doom. Everyone is very warrior ish. Yeah, that's true. I did not uh, notice that, but you're correct. And they all <laughs> shout quite a lot. <laughs> They all do like a shout. And, and it's uh, like that, that opening promo where like Warriors just standing behind everyone while Mean Gene's interviewing Hawk, I think it is. And Warriors just like, yeah. ah, like he's just staring at the roof with his mouth open, just going like, but you know what? You know what? You can never re- replicate that. No. No, well, they they tried, but (laughs) WCW tried, but to no avail. But the all right, so let's let's go, let's go to ringside. Oh, by the way, I know Piper's like telling everyone that Saddam Hussein has to pay double to watch the pay per view. He's going to pay through the nose, and he's like this doing a trumpet. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. elephant. What was that? Like an elephant or something? (sighs) I don't know. Can you imagine? This Piper's sober. My goodness. So, look, the, the, the perfect team. Someone didn't spend too much time coming up with this one. So you've got all three members of Demolition. We've finally admitted there's three. Uh, and, if, oh, what, one little uh, tidbit of information. This is Axe's final pay-per-view. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah. And he comes in with, like, D. He's got poofy hair, like in that Seinfeld yeah. episode where <laughs> the shower heads don't work. Like, in there, it's usually <laughs> got the slick... He's usually got the slick hair. Yeah, yeah. He just comes out. 
I think everyone is a bit like you. He knows when his last day is. He's just coming out. Ah, I don't care. And he goes out first. Eliminated immediately. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. By the warrior doing warrior shit. Did you Did but, you notice uh, that like the uh, the warriors hmm. all came out to their separate theme music, but the yes. the, the perfect team all just came out to Mr. Perfect's music. I'll just scratch that note. I did indeed. I mean, not the. I love the perfect thing. Oh, absolutely. But, but it was weird watching Demolition lumber to the ring. To yeah. da, 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 da. Exactly. Yeah. And I was also disappointed that uh, Perfect didn't dress up in the BDSM gear uh, to match, <laughs> to match yeah. it. I guess. I guess. Could Perfect's been, out of It could have been like, you know, when Kurt Angle joined the Shield. It could have been like that. Oh, yeah, because we all remember that. Um, but yeah, so and Bobby's, of course, out to join us. Love a bit of the brain. Mm -hmm. I've got, here's something very interesting I've read. Who knows if it's true because it was on the internet. But Mr. Perfect had regained his Intercontinental Championship of the Texas Tornado at a television taping uh, yeah. uh, a, couple, a couple of weeks earlier, but it hadn't been played on TV yet. Yeah. So therefore, Kerry Von Erich's still wearing the belt. Yeah, yeah. How mental is that? But well, he's he's got that belt, and obviously, Ultimate Warrior is the champion uh, mm. this time as well. So it is quite a um, you know when I saw it's like oh they got the champ and the IC champ in the first match like yeah yeah surprised at that. But of course, as we discussed earlier, the gimmick of having that final match, I wasn't I wasn't aware of that uh, while watching this at the start. There you go. Uh, one little sad note only because I remember is that uh, animals' punches are actually cut out slightly from this new uh, – it's on both – because I watched the DVD, but I bought the DVD, I don't know, a couple of years back. But And also I went on to the network, same thing. Animal, if you watch the original pay-per-view of the VHS, is throwing potatoes and missing by a mile. And they've just, they've, they've just snipped it out. I'm like, okay, fair enough. I mean, they're George Lucasing it up a bit, but at least it's kind of in retrospect. But, uh, so I should go, hang on, no, so, no, Glenny props, no. We're going to go to this note. So, <clears throat> all right, I'll do a bit of housekeeping really quickly. Uh, so, yeah, Axe is out by the Warrior, via the Splash. See you, mate. We'll see you never again. Smash, Crush, Hawk and Animal are all disqualified because they enter the ring and have a scuffle. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, but like, it's a good match for a bit before that because when Hawk comes in, he's um, he gets like a uh, massive clothesline in on Crush. I think it is there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like yep. they do the whole sort of cutting the ring in half thing. The um, sorry, the bad guys are doing that while beating up uh, Hawk after he, he runs into the post. He's like, boom, post himself. It, it's so weird. How come faces face teams never know how to cut the ring in half? Yeah, it's just the bad guys. They really are the worst wrestlers. <laughs> I mean, anyway. But anyway, uh, so then, um, yeah, basically, uh, Hulk goes for a uh, top rope um, clothesline, and I think I think it's on Crush, and then goes for the pin, but then, of course, all the bad guys jump in and they're like, you know, get the fuck out of here. And that's what leads to Demolition and, and the Warriors getting double DQ'd because it's a schmozzle. No one's paying a any attention to the rules. Yeah, I know, but this is such a shonk. Like, in any other match, you'd be sitting there going, pardon? Hawk was the legal man in the ring. Get yeah. out. What? Why? So, it's all, it doesn't make sense with what's happening next. So, But that leaves the perfect by himself uh, against How's uh, that fair? Warrior and bloody fucking, what's his name? Texas Tornado. Yeah. <laughs> No thanks. I'd take a hike like Martel does later. How, how's that um, tornado hits hits or, uh, perfect with that clothesline and um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect just goes flying out over the rope. So I not, know. Not fun being a perfect uh, perfect guy sometimes. His oversells are perfect. 
I mean, it's it, like it is great. And I actually now watching it, not because I don't watch this old stuff as a fan anymore. I watched it more as a, oh, I used to love this. It's like really like it's like watching Three Stooges. It's like yeah. I used to love this so much, and now it's like, ah, oh, yeah, all right. But like just to watch Perfect, just sell everyone's everything. No wonder everyone wanted to work with the guy. Yeah. But Texas Tornado. Uh, inadvertently ends up bumping his head on an exposed turnbuckle, and oh, then he's issued the perfect plex. Moments prior, Bobby Heenan gets thrown the fuck <laughs> over the guardrail by the warrior because the warrior is such a face. Poor Bobby. And then, of course, uh, we get pretty much a repeat of exactly the same movements, except, of course, the warrior kicks out. At least he didn't kick out at, like, point zero zero one second like yeah, he, it yeah. was a it was a heavy two and a half candy kicks out perfect plex wise warrior does warrior shit we know how this is going down kurt's out on his back he doesn't have rick rude this year because rick rude fucked off at SummerSlam, yeah. and uh that's our first match but you know what it put me in the mood yeah absolutely you know what else put me in the mood even more is uh the million dollar man's promo out back with rhythm and blues baby Oh man, Honky is classic in this, particularly like right at the end of the promo when, they, when the camera is sort of cutting away and Honky does his weird sort of. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Can I just say, for the record, it is a ramble podcast. Honky Tonk Man's also last pay per view. Ah. Uh, yeah, we won't see him back in, well, I don't know, when he came out with Rockabilly or some shit later, like back in the mid 90s. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, so yeah. it is a shame, isn't it? So anyway, but, uh, but anyway, these this team is Honky, Greg Valentine, and uh, Million Dollar Man, of course, and they are talking up their mystery partner who they have enlisted, but they won't tell us who it is. Uh-huh. You'll just have to wait and see. Now they're up against the Dream Team, mm. which is Death Dare, and uh, he's he's on his uh, second last pay per view with WWF. Uh, I think the rumble being his last from memory. Uh, oh, it's starting to rain. It must be a rumble or a ramble, <laughs> should I say. Far It hasn't rained in days. No. The only good thing about your, <laughs> you know how we couldn't connect before and fucking yeah. around and well, we always have a glitch, but it, the cicadas were going nuts and now mm-hmm. they're all gone quiet. So that's a plus. But I actually quite like the dream team because we've got, yeah. firstly, the it's American dream. We got Coco. Everyone loves Coco. I like Coco. Yeah. And and we got the Heart Foundation. Yes. Who and I love the Heart Foundation. Um, face tag champ. So yeah, I, I do prefer the Heart Foundation now, there guys. But you know, this is still classic Heart Foundation. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And so, who's the mystery partner, case? Well, it ain't the gobbledygooker. It's uh, the Undertaker. Imagine how different this pay per view would be if uh, gobbledygooker was the million dollar man's million partner and Undertaker came out of the egg. Well, I thought that the Undertaker. WrestleMania 33 would have Roman Reigns versus the gobbledygooker, where the gobbledygooker leaves (laughs) his chicken head in the middle of the ring (laughs) after. No. It's all, you know, it's a sliding doors moment. And the next year he comes and gets it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be quite strange. It would be, I should put my glasses on. We're doing prop noises again. But, yeah, so, it, yeah, that, I, I didn't think of that. I did think the mystery partner might pop out the freaking egg. I mean, that's a fair enough thought, but uh, not tonight. And when The Undertaker comes out, Roddy's just having a field day. Oh, God! He's like, do you think it's his coffee? <laughs> and he's, look at that ham hawk. Look at the yeah. drumsticks on him. Ah, oh, off we go. And we, we get Undertaker. some brother love action uh, along with him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the original manager. Hmm. He was supposed to continue as the manager, but uh, Bruce. Uh, I think he got given an ultimatum where they're like, well, look, you either work in the office or you go on the road full time. Right. And being smart, he went, well, I'm not going on the road full time, so go and find someone else. Thankfully, a certain qualified, uh, what is it, a certain qualified mortician was available. Yeah, I mean, Paul Bearer is just, yeah, obviously the perfect um, 
manager for the Undertaker. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so thank God that, that happened because you imagine if I had to put up with Brother Love for like 20 years. All like, that, that's Brother Love's yeah. bloody son. <laughs> all of that said, though, I did like the contrast of his all in white with Taker all in black. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But look, surely you'll agree with me here. This is this is the Undertaker's best incarnation, the first one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they haven't quite got his whole entrance and shit down to the epic levels that we get to, but yeah, just in terms of just his, you know, he's just this silent, fucking creepy, freaky, giant dude. Yeah, but he's yeah. a zombie. He's essentially yeah. a zombie. Yeah. Like even the way he tags out after he's like, I think I've had enough of this. And yeah. he just puts his hand out for Greg Valentine to tag in. Like he they it wasn't oh I'll figure out who this character is. We got the character day one. Yeah. yeah. Well actually it's his first pay-per-view. He had like one match prior off telly. Right. Uh and uh, I I'm pretty sure that Gorilla was there because he goes, Oh, he hit Coco with the tombstone and Roddy's like, What what'd you call it? And he's like, Oh shit, <laughs> shouldn't should have said that because I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and what a tombstone that is. Mm, mm. And, yeah, of course, so, uh, eliminates Coco out of the match pretty quickly. Oh, see, so oh, he, he coat hangers him on the ropes first. Mm. See you, Coco. So off goes him. And uh, next honky goes out to Jim Neidhart via a power slam. I love these eliminations back in the day. Like, we see a clothesline later by someone, and that's it, Pin. You're like, oh. yeah. But anyway, like, yeah, right, that's going to happen in any power, other match. Right? It's quite a big power slam. It gets him up quite high. I guess, I guess. But uh, look, hey, Duster, then they can do him. He is also elimina- eliminated by The Undertaker. I'm going to have a sip of water. Hang on. Yeah, I think Taker t- t- goes uh, top rope for like a double axe handle time. He does indeed. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, uh, is there a bit where like Anvil was, uh, I think before that, Anvil's like, um, Beaten on the million dollar man, and uh, Virgil Virgil grabs the million dollar man's leg, which gives million dollar man a chance to uh, get the pin and eliminate Anvil. So now we're down to we have Taker, uh, million dollar man. You are absolutely correct. Yeah, I jumped the gun. Yeah, oh, take the jump the gun, case. Hang on, there's another one, isn't it? Take a million dollar man, and who else is still on their team? Oh, Greg, Greg the Hammer Valentine's still there, and it's just Bret Hart left on his own, yeah? Mm-hmm. Is that where we're at? Yeah. That's where we're at. And also, just interestingly enough, when The Undertaker starts out and gets in the ring, who's there to meet him for his first on-screen appearance? Bret Hart. Yeah. And I love that because of all the matches they had, especially, I think it was more 96, more than 95. Yeah. Like, yeah. these guys, how many times have they had great matches to go? I was like, oh, look at this. Yeah. And also, look. But, you know, forget that, because Greg Valentine cops a pinfall. See you later, Greg, with your bloody black hair. What's he look like? Uh, Midlife crisis, the regular Greg Valentine. (laughs) Yeah, you reckon? He bought a convertible, maybe. But the end, look, the ending of this is just a clinic, and I wish it went longer. Ted DiBiase in his prime, the wily veteran, up against Brett the Hitman Hart. And this is like, everyone loves Brett Hart. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I like this. Well, what happens at the end here? I've got it does like an atomic drop. Bret Hart hits an uh, atomic drop on a uh, million dollar man and knocks him out of the ring. It's, it's such a huge atomic drop. And um, right. then he, then he right. like, does that sort of leapfroggy, sort of flying crossbody. Yeah. Thing onto, uh, <laughs> I know. I, I can visualize it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, mind you, mind you, Ted going out's all Ted. Like, let's, yeah. let's just remember that. Yeah. Uh, and I think Ted, uh, I can't remember how, but he, he goes to hit Bret Hart with something and accidentally takes out Virgil. Which he, is, no, well, Virg, Virgil's holding Bret Hart in the ropes. That's right, that's right. M- yeah. mind, mind you, directly in front of the referee. So the ref is just going to DQ him if he hits him. Yeah. I mean, or I'm assuming so. He DQ uh, Demolition and Legion of Doom had to leave for nothing. So. Exactly. Um, no, anyway, but no, no. You got, you got, the, you got the finish there. I, I got it, I got it. But before we go there, after Dusty's 
hit with the double axe handle off the top by the Undertaker. Dusty then cops some boots from Brother Lou. Oh, that's right. And yeah. then uh, we're, we're backtracking because we have to include it. Yes. And see, my little child memory mixed this up. I thought that Dusty and the, and the Undertaker got counted out together. Right, right. Keeping Dusty strong. Yeah. But no, Dusty's out on his back. He's getting the boots to him outside by <laughs> our, yeah. our brother. And then the Undertaker who's not in the ring, jumps down off the apron, starts beating up poor old Duff there, and they stagger out the back and they go, the Undertaker's counted out. I'm like, what? But he wasn't the legal man. He wasn't the legal man. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. And they just sort of cover over it a little bit. Roddy's like, he's big, he's scary, but he's stupid. And I'm like, no, I think we're all stupid. Shouldn't the Undertaker then walk back and go, I'm still in? But anyway... Never mind. Hey, he just went out the back and had to chat to Hawk by the coffee machine going, you see that shit? But Brett smashes his sternum into the turnbuckle. Yeah. You know how he does that run in yeah. the front? Yeah. And he does it exceptionally well tonight. He then fakes a hurty knee only to receive a crossbody reversal, and that's how Ted gets the pin. Yeah. Like too much leverage, and Ted grabs the trunks, gets the pin. Of course he does. He's the million-dollar man. And then... Case, I don't know about you, but what did Bret Hart say after being pinned to the camera? I didn't quite catch it. Oh, I didn't catch it either. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, he just mouths it but because it's all real to him. <laughs> all right. Well, well you, you mouth it to me. I'll see if I can... Uh, see yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck it. He says, no, well... <laughs> Yeah, only the first word. Yeah, it's just so... And uh, you wrecked it, Case. I was going to have a competition where people get to write in and guess what he said to the P.O. Box Royal Ramble Brett Goes Fuck competition. But anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll move along. And so uh, Ted's the... uh, The sole survivor. (laughs) Next. Next we have... (laughs) Next we have the visionaries against the Vipers. And uh, the Vipers conduct their interview prior mm-hmm. uh, at, uh, in the shower. Well, why not? I mean, if you're Jake the Snake Roberts, you <laughs> want to stay in an area where you've got, you know, uh, access to water for the snakes. Uh, you want a jungly <laughs> climb. I don't know. I- Jake uh, and he's, of course, hanging out with the Rockers, and Jimmy Superfly Snooker is here. Uh, Jake oh. the Snake gets the worst teams every year in Survivor Series. Like, well, look who he's stuck with this year. Like, well, Shawn Michaels does all right in this. He does yeah. all right. He's he's very good. But how's the, uh, the opponents? We've got the Visionaries, and that's consisting of Rick Martel in full heel mode. I love Martel tonight. We've got Hercules and Paul Roma, of course, power and glory. And <laughs> the Warlord. I like the Warlord. Yeah, with his uh, fan of the opera mask and his little oh. W scepter stick thing that he's carrying around. Like, it's all so bad. <laughs> it's so shit. Why do you have but... a stick with a W on it? Because I'm the Warlord. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty small stick, too. Like, oh, look at me. He's a wizard, is he? He's a wizard. He's a phantom. I don't know. He just looks like a Jackson Stone Cold to me. But, but what an f- action figurine that would make. Yeah, true. But anyway, so, yes. And, and they're called the Visionaries. Are they having a go at Jake's bung eye? What's going on oh, here? Yeah, I think so. Because, of course, Rick the Model Martel sprayed his... Uh, Arrogance. Uh, he did. Uh, he did his You, you actually taught me a new word many rambles ago. Where he uh, he used an atomizer. An atomizer, yeah. Not a vusher. Not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> which is always what I've called it. <laughs> so, uh, do you have anything to say, or would you just like me to do the dishes here? Go for it, yeah. I'll. I, All right. Yeah, I'll All sing right. it. So look, see something that you missed. Okay. 
So we've got Marty Jannetty out first by a uh, via the warlord with a beautiful catch power slam off yeah. the top rope, and it's it's a good one. But you know, yeah, he, he's not getting up. He's not getting up. It's it's a quick pin, but all right, off we go. Yeah. Jimmy Superflow Snooker with a hot a hot <clears throat> a high cross body reverse. So another top rope move. Yeah. Which is also pretty good. Okay, fair enough. Again, just momentum time. These heels just know how to capitalize. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Paul Roma, actually, this is the, the one thing that I do have to say, is they have awesome chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now this is, um, they have a good little um, little tussle. Although mm. at one point, uh, Shawn does get hit on his uh, simple protuberance. Pardon me. There you go. Fair enough, guys. But uh, <laughs> a, uh, and then Warlord comes in and like tosses uh, Sean up for like a backdrop, and it's huge. He throws him up like six feet in the air and drops him down. That's it. Last time I was that high, I needed a stewardess. And uh, yeah, of course, Sean Michaels is fodder because all right, power and glory suck. I never liked him, but their finisher is the bomb. Yeah, it is good, isn't it? Yeah. So Hurt gets him up because he's the power, I'm assuming, and he flips him over from the top rope, and then here comes Paul Roma, splat, and it's all over. It's so beautiful. What do you say? And the one, this is the most bizarre note I wrote down, is when Roma got up to do the splash, I'm like, he's got a very toned butt. <laughs> Just look. Hey, it's 2021. That's something I've got to work towards. That's I've, I felt like doing squats on the spot, kind of. That's that's where that's what I'm aiming for by 2022. <laughs> Not likely since Thanksgiving's around the corner and then Chrissy. But anyway. So. But yeah, that leaves us with uh, Jake versus uh, all of the bad guys, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I got one eye as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. But anyway, Jake doesn't know the meaning of fear. No, but he does just. Uh, well, he goes. He goes and gets his snake, doesn't he? He knows the meaning of snake. Well, what happens for some reason? He is attempting a pinfall to some douche. I'm assuming it'd be Roma, mm-hmm. and uh, Martel jumps in with his atomizer and tries to give him another bush, probably trying to get the good eye. Yeah. And Jake's like, "Ah, fuck this!" And so he goes over, gets the bag. Martel, he's. Gampers, he's out of here. Like the Undertaker, I'm like, oh, and he's clearly counted out. Uh, no, he's not. Then the whole team survives. This has got some weird booking. It does. <laughs> it's extremely strange booking. And, like, particularly because I didn't know there was going to be that final match at the end. I'm like, mm. why did they have um, Million Dollar Man win over fucking uh, Bret Hart? Like, surely yeah. give the baby face a win. Um, and then, yeah, in this one, it's like, wow, that like, entire heel team one, Jake just got fucking destroyed. And when, when's the blindfold match that he has against Martellus after this year? It's like the next It one. is indeed. It is indeed. It's WrestleMania 7, 1991. The Stars and Stripes one. Yes. But ha- yeah. how good, how good though? How go- Am I on the right page? Yeah. How good, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> how good is Rick Martel tonight not wanting to face Jake the Snake in the ring? Yes. He is, like, he's the commander-in-chief on the apron, but he is the biggest coward, and it's just great. It's very Ric Flair, to be honest. Like, he's he's shaking his head and screaming, and off he runs to the showers when he... Oh, Jake chasing him with that snake, and the the python's, like, legit wrapped around his leg, and he can't run. He's like... And he's limping along trying to catch him. It's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a far cry from Jake pretending he's bitten by, you know, a lizard in WCW in the last <laughs> attempt we tried. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween Havoc 92. Boy, oh, boy. Okay. Oh, oof. Do we have the stamina for this one, guys? We've got the Hulkamaniacs up next. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, yeah, we do, don't we? The Hulkamaniacs up against the Natural Disasters. The first time we hear that name. Oh, is it? Even though there's only one Natural Disaster. Well, that's the name of the team. It was pre-Typhoon. He was indeed. Uh, I thought maybe he'd, 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 uh, he became Tugboat after giving Earthquake the flick. Did you say Tugboat? <laughs> and. Uh, 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was quite loud in my in my ear over here. So out come the villains. The building starts shaking. Out comes bloody earthquake, and he looks even bigger than usual. He's got Dino Bravo, that little snake behind him. How good's Dino with his cape on running around the ring in a circle? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? That's funny. And, of course, everyone just comes out to boom, boom, boom. We've also got yeah. uh, the Barbarian and Haku, Haku, who was replacing Bad News Brown from memory. Right. Well, he did a fantastic job. Uh well, I- yeah, well, I tell you, you know I'm bad news on your team in a Survivor Series because one mistake and bad news is leaving. True, but, like, Haku is eliminated, like, a minute into the match, so. <laughs> well. uh, by the big boss man who has joined the Hulkster along with Hacksaw Jim Duggan and his golden bow-covered uh, 2B4. Oh. And, uh, who's the other idiot on their team? Uh, Hulk? Hulk, yeah, Hulk. Tugboat, Tugboat, Tugboat. Of course, you already said it, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, look, it's a, it's a really, it's a who's who, isn't it? Um, it is indeed. But, uh, yeah, I, Boss Man gets a pretty quick elimination of Haku with his sort of uh, sidewalk slam. He doesn't even really yeah. feel a good one. It just, it's just like, eh, you're out of here, Haku. Um, he, he then, Actually, uh, it was, I think it's him, he rams uh, Heenan into, into a post. Good to see you, Bobby. He does. Take a bit of punishment. He, go, he goes to punch Heenan and Heenan ducks on the apron. Because Heenan's oh, the brain. He grabs him along the, <laughs> along the apron and runs him along. Especially the, yeah, classic move. From, a, on the wrestling video games, you know, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Heenan avoided a punch and instead had his head banged on a pole. Yeah. <laughs> He's the brain. I love him. And of course, next next elimination, because come on, I'm getting right as cramp now. This is getting silly. Uh Jim Duggan's eliminated because he uses his own two by four. Oh wow. Surprise, well, surprise. Jimmy Hart like pulls the rope on him and he goes flying Yeah, around. yeah, yeah. And then he's all confused, huh? It's like come on. I mean, Hawk, the Undertaker, people are getting eliminated for doing nothing. It doesn't take much to confuse Axel. I know, I know. And uh, I would have loved Jesse on commentary here. Yeah. Just for this type of stuff, especially with the tugster. But uh, next, uh, Dino Bravo's out with a small package from Hulk Hogan. Don't see that too often. Yeah, I'll get him a little bit Bret Hart over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he probably got jealous. Oh, I'll, I'll show him. And, and then, of course, uh, Boss Man out uh, by Earthquake with a big elbow drop, not the kaplop. Yeah, yeah. Tugboat and Earthquake, uh, here's a foreshadowing. Uh, go fighting out the back and both get counted out. Yeah, because Hulk, Hulk's in there first and he's trying to slam um, Earthquake. I think he picks him up the first time, struggles the second, yeah. then the third time falls backwards and almost gets pinned, um, yeah. but then manages to get the the hot tag to Tugboat. Tugboat comes in and we get a bit of beef in the ring. I think, I think one of them... Uh, Come up with Ruddy or Gorilla that makes the comment about hoping the ring will hold up, and uh, no need to no need to stress because yeah, like I said, both of them just uh, eliminate each other and <laughs> go on to form a successful tag team. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, gee, where's Brutus? It's such a shame Brutus wasn't here. But anyway, uh, the Tugster wrote uh, over the SummerSlam prior around August told all the little Hulk maniacs to write in and send Hulk Hogan a message and get well soon and come back to the WWF. Stop making shit movies. And it's uh, which I, I'll take that back because I believe that the movie Hulk made around this era was Suburban Commander. That's actually good. That's my favourite. It's, it, it, it's amazing. It, it's got Christopher Lloyd and Shelley Duvall in it. It's great. And it's got The Undertaker as a villain. And so anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, Tugboat told all the kids, right into the magazine and put your envelope down so you get your personal thank you back from Hulk. They just collected everyone's addresses and started just targeting them for, like, merchandise and pay-per-views. How evil. Anyway, uh, regardless, yeah. T- it's Tugboat the, the one where he's, like, a, he's an alien? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's it. it. Yeah, 
<laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, alien from another planet looks just like a buff human being. Mm -hmm. That one. All right, cool. So what's up? Oh yeah, Hulk. Hulk's up. Basically, it's just him and Barbarian left, and he does his old yeah. Yeah. His, and then uh, yeah, don't don't even oh, talk about. It. He he then uh, jumps in the ring at the end though for some bizarre reason. Just clapping <laughs> the punishment over here, and uh, Hulk just, <laughs> <laughs> just flings him. Basically. He moiters him. Yeah. And out goes Bobby again. What a great elimination to a rumble would Bobby be? But anyway. Next case, it's well, this, uh, this, is we get, this is where we get the uh, Macho King bit that we spoke about earlier. Oh, yeah, we're just calling out the ultimate warrior being an ultimate turkey, ultimate chicken, an ultimate loser. That's it, I'm coming for the title. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Everyone's a chicken, and uh, it's funny because he looks like a KFC mascot right about now, with <laughs> the red and the white, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. And, and so, do we have the gobbledygooky yet? No, we got the Nikolai, no. Bushwhackers, and Tito. Oh, oh, so here's the shit. All right. So now we've got the alliance featuring not one American. We have Butch and Luke, but Butch and Luke, the Bushwhackers, and, uh, of course, New Zealanders. We've got Nikolai. Oh, how happy does Nikolai look in that picture at the start? Do, yeah. do. And Nikolai has a face now. He's got an American flag. It's like, come on, this guy's been beating up Americans all through the 80s with the Iron Sheik. Give me a break. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that, that was actually a legit give me a break. Not give me a break. And, of course, the Ariba man that no one called him, but they were tonight on commentary, Tito Santana. <laughs> Yeah, and they're up, uh, they're up up against the mercenaries now. All right, maybe I was giving Jake too much of a hard time. Uh, we've got Boris Zukov. Yep. We've got Sato. Yep. Tanaka. Yep. And Sergeant Slaughter. Yep, and they're all got their camo face paint on, and Sergeant Slaughter's <laughs> got a General Adman with him, and he basically he does a little interview. Uh, on his way to the ring, basically. A little one? It goes forever. <laughs> it goes longer than the match. Screams really loudly uh, about how um, he got to eat. Like, now he's well, he's all, like, pro-Iraq now. And, um, yep. and he's trying to rub it into the troops that he got to eat his turkey dinner with all the trimmings. Uh, and it was... It, didn't have to smell camel dung while he was eating it. There was no sand in his pumpkin pie, unlike the poor fucking US soldiers stuck eating their, their shitty rations. Uh, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a bush. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? It's a classy program. <laughs> Clearly. How bizarre. All right, slaughter's out for heat. We get it. And also, too, let's face it. Is this the end of Earthquake's run? Like, Slaughter's our new heel. Mm, mm. I think, uh, and uh, yeah, I think we've confirmed this by the end of this very quick match. Yeah. Well, so, it starts out with, you mentioned the Three Stooges earlier. You know, as the Bushwhackers pull the old wah, 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 routine, yeah. like, on um, <laughs> on Zukov immediately. And uh, then Tito jumps in with the flying forearm and Boris is gone. Thanks for coming. That's it, flying burrito I have over here. But uh, yes, nevertheless, 48 seconds into the match and Boris Zukov can go out the back and eat his turkey. The belly, like, sorted out who was going to start the match and he's already out of there. Um, poor, poor Boris. Then the, the Orient Express are trying to uh, get Tito and he dodges and um, Soto hits Tanaka or the other way around. No, other way around, but because it, it, it's a beautiful kick by accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it really is the old, oh, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, and, then, <laughs> and then, of course, the dreaded battering ram for a yeah, pin. See you later, Sato. Go, go join Boris at the back with the turkey without sand in it. And uh, next, uh, Tanaka's gone by Tito again with a flying taco. Yeah. So we're, we're down to, this is the opposite of the match before. We've got Sergeant Slaughter versus the four good guys now. Uh, but Nikolai comes in, and finally, it's first. It's pretty good. Sorry. 
Well, I should have. I, I sorry, I didn't stand at the singing of the Russian national anthem. Uh, but so I like. Oh, I'll sit down. I'll sit down. Hang on. <laughs> and so, um, yes, Nikolai Popkov. So you're trying to talk. You're doing a podcast here. You continue. <laughs> well, Nikolai, like, he gets a couple of hits here, but all of a sudden, Slaughter turns the tables and then just works him over for ages until he pins him. It's like, oh. oh. You know what? I thought it was lame, but then in retrospect, he hits him with five measured elbows mm. and then finally goes, yeah, I think this turkey's cooked yeah. and just pins him. And you're like, nice. Okay. So see you later, Nikolai. Well, then you and get then, the pushback. Is, I think it's, um, it's Luke. Luke in first. Pushback or Luke. Butch, Butch is in first and he's fighting um, Slaughter. But then they... Like Slaughter's got the upper hand, and Luke comes in to double team, uh, and then right. Butch leaves the ring, and Luke is still in, and then Luke ends up getting eliminated. But I'm pretty sure I didn't see them tag. Yeah, fair enough. No, no, no. I, I don't. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Magic cuts. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I sound like I'm a baronia. No, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah. No, no, but it's true. Uh, yeah. I think you're right. Uh, Luke is. Well, regardless if he's legal or not, who cares? It's Survivor Series. But he's issued a pretty brutal gut buster from memory. Mm-hmm. That's what I needed to do to you that day. You had that stomach pain. Just yeah. Come here, guys. That would have just been even more painful. I would have been like um, Luke when he's doing that. He gets thrown into the corner and he's like, does that weird sort of stumbling thing before, uh, before Slaughter pulled? Pins him. Oh, yeah, yeah, when he hits the, yeah, when he hits the corner. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's quite dramatic. And yeah. that, that's the elimination I was trying to think of prior. He's eliminated by a clothesline. It's like, give me a break. Yeah. So now we've got Tito Santana. He hasn't won a match since 88. And he's up against Sergeant Slaughter that's creaming these blokes. I'm like, oh, no, this can't be good. But anyway... Boy, oh boy, do we have a do we have a surprise, mate? So, uh, and uh, yeah, we've mentioned the camouflage. Even Fuji's wearing camouflage. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, you're like, we can see you. Um, we see an awesome top rope flying enchilada by Tito yeah. for a two count, and uh, then a ref bump. Here we go. Yeah. And if it's the ref that's been making these dodgy calls all night, I'm fine with it personally. <laughs> But uh, then Adnan decides to pop in with these flags. Backs right in the middle of of poor old Tito's back. That's it. It's like he's playing golf. (laughs) And then he sneaks out. He does it right in front of the referee. Like, (laughs) I don't know what's happening here. And then, of course, Slaughter clamps on the clutch. Yeah. Yeah. And Sergeant Slaughter has been eliminated. Yeah, you got DQ'd. Suck it, Slaughter. And, oh, he has been DQ'd. Eliminated. Hello. I'm going to the Rumble. Uh, and oh, what a Rumble it was. 1991 in the archives, everybody. And uh, that's uh, Survivor Series. Oh, no, it's not. No, we've got... Uh... It's egg time. <laughs> it's, that egg already has cracks in it. Yeah, lots of cracks. That's a, ba- that's a bad egg. I'd put that back. I don't want that. Anyway, uh, we're, Mean Gene's here, teasing who could it possibly be. It could be Playboy, Playboy yeah. Pet of the Month. But I don't think so, somehow. Yeah. But, uh, <sighs> go, oh, go on, Case. What, what was the goal here? The goal was, uh, the, again... Was this meant to be a wrestler at any point? Was this, this was meant to be the mascot of the company. Oh... Like the San Diego chicken. Except this thing looks like you and I made it together in lockdown with things we found around the house, a feather duster, a couple of golf balls, a banana. And uh, one thing I did laugh always is like, because Vince was like, and no one finds out what it is. Like, no one knew, legit. And when it popped out... (laughs) (laughs) Gorilla <laughs> just said, Roddy looked at him like, what the fuck? Like, you know, this is nothing. 
It's not. It's a mustard bath. It's nothing. And they try and ham it up in the ring and dance, and they're doing the chicken dance. What is that? Oh, they're doing like rolls and stuff. Trying to get fucking Mean Gene to do a roll, and like, like, Roddy keeps screaming about how the kids are going nuts. They love it. I don't think so. I don't think anyone likes this. They were copying legit heat. Everyone was booing, and no one booed back in the day. No one booed in 1990 to something that wasn't heinous. And uh, and uh, and again, another funny little story off the side. Vince, who created the whole thing, teased it for months, was laughing at the back, going, "They hate it." <laughs> <laughs> So, look, listen to the booty. They hate it. Nah. <laughs> so, all right. So, the gobbledygooker, apart from tonight's little appearance, where he does, again, a dance. I would have preferred Playboy better of the month. Or anything, really. Anything. The Undertaker to pop out again. I'm back. Or anything. So, uh, maybe the Red Rooster. Oh! Like... It's hard what, to imagine uh, anything more crap than what they actually do. <laughs> well, that's why, like, you know, among them, the rumour mill, everyone's like, surely this was like a last-minute replacement. And there was something proper. Like, these are, they were like, oh, is there a new character involving eggs coming out? Is there, like, a celebrity uh, appearance? Or... Is it going to be Ric Flair? Was yeah. one of the thoughts, if you watch the old Round the Chat Legends of Wrestling? Oh, um, uh, Mark Calloway, the Undertaker, was worried he was going to be called the Eggman. <laughs> Dong. <laughs> and so, what are we making noises for? Uh, <clears throat> sorry. You know, I think you That's need to use the order. crap wrestler alert on, even though the gobbledygooker isn't a wrestler. It was All the right. crap alert. R.I.P. gobbledygooker. Oh, it broke. <laughs> <laughs> Even the horn didn't want anything to do with the gobbledygook. <laughs> it fell apart. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, let's uh, move on. Bring, just bring, bring this baby home. We got we got the final match. Right. We've got all the remaining heels, which is uh, Rick the Model Martel, both power and glory, the Warlord, and the Million Dollar Man. And they're up against the three remaining yeah. faces, which is Hulk, Warrior, and Tito. And they're like Hulk and Warrior. Yes, you know we just saw them fought at uh, fight at WrestleMania six. They're the two top faces in the company, the most unstoppable um, superpowers. That yeah, even more than the mega powers, they are like the most epic tag team you can imagine. Who would be their third partner? Partner out of anyone on the WWE roster? Tito Santana. Perfect. Oh, Eva. <laughs> I know, and it's sad because already I knew the booking even when I was. 12, 13, watching it. I'm like, oh, so Tito will go. Yeah. Well, he can, you know he when you walk out straight away, at least. At least the... Oh, my God. 28 seconds in, the flying margarita. Yeah. There'd you go. So, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it <laughs> at least fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out of Mexican cuisine. Empanada? <laughs> uh, uh, is that Mexican? Oh. oh. Sounds good. Uh, uh, yeah, right. And actually, one one minute and fifty one seconds in, te oh, Tito's out by Ted. Yes, with a flapjack. <laughs> yeah, I know what that is. You know what the flapjack is, don't you? Yeah. When you sort of like it's it's like the Russian leg sweep, but front wise. Yeah, the front one. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. just I was oh. just laughing though because uh, I. Didn't see that note about Tito getting eliminated, but I just noticed down the bottom line, oh, I missed Tito getting eliminated. <laughs> so there you go. That's how it happened. I know. I know. But anyway, we all knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, next out. This is oh, very how did Corey do their, um, do their yeah. finisher on Hulk, but he bloody kicks out of it. It was a cool finisher. I miss tag finishers. It was a cool finisher, and it looks kind of safe for a high-flying finisher. And then, because really, I mean, if someone's going to just flip you over onto your back 
I think Herc's the guy you'd be like, oh, yeah, you can do it to me. He'd be able yeah. to do it. He's a strong dude. Yeah. Hulk no-sells it. So yeah. that mo- that maneuver's now garbage. Put it in the bin. So, yeah, thanks, Hulk. So, yeah, so after the glory hole finisher, um, Hulk just takes Roma out with a clothesline. Thanks, yeah. mate. Next, um, Martel, he cops a big boot. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, big yeah. boot, clothesline. Uh, oh, yeah, he gets clothesline out of the ring and then he just storms off. Not, not oh, that's big. it. He's like, bugger this. He gets down there. That's it. He said what Brett said before. Fuck it. Yes. He's out. Uh, so then we got Hulk Warrior versus uh, Million Dollar Man and um, who else has he got? Left Hercules. And yeah, yep. well, you, you know what's going on out in here. You get Hulk. Going yeah, to- I know. Hercules and you got Warrior doing his stick on Ted. That's it. Sorry, the other way around. Hulk takes out Ted. Warrior takes yes. out Ted. Hercules, the last remaining heel out of all. Just saw that one coming. Yep, I've written down. Ted gets Hogan. Herc gets Warrior. Yep. And the, yeah, <laughs> and the- you know exactly what they do. You know how they do it. There's no point not even talking about it. But with, like, you know, uh, back in the, like, it's late 1990, the Gulf War is bubbling here. I think with Slaughter, he was supposed to be, you know, a bit of a dick character, and then the Gulf War kicked in, and they're like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, Oh, no. Notice when the warrior hits bloody poor old Hercules and pins him, Hulk jumps in and does the one, two, three with the riff because he can't be overshadowed. He just yeah. can't do it. Oh. So not on his watch, mate. And anyway, now we're done. Posey, posey. You hold the rope. No, you hold the rope. Ah, you know, let's get the back. And that's that. But it was great. And happy ending. That's all we want. So yeah, that was, that was, that was my pick. Overall, highly entertaining, highly entertaining pay-per-view. I very much enjoyed. Now, I did notice when I was watching um, uh, Survivor Series today, the new one, the 2021 Survivor Series, they were saying... It's the one I haven't watched yet, yep. Yeah, they were saying this is the last WWE pay-per-view for the year. So that means there's no Tables, Ladders and Chairs or December pay-per-view. I Googled it, and there's there's a new pay-per-view called Day One. It's on New Year's Day. So that's going to be the next, next pay-per-view. So, with that in mind, when was the last time they did a New Year's uh, New Year's Day pay-per-view? Perhaps 2007-ish? Does that sound about right? I have no idea. Well, let me just uh, double-check. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You know, Eric Bischoff, just before he got fired again, the whole company went down the toilet over in WCW land. Yeah. He wanted to do a pay-per-view on New Year's Eve called New Year's Evil. Oh, that's good. And it was just going to be as the clock counts down and the fireworks go off. And I'm like, yes, never happened. Actually, anyway. you know what? I've changed my mind. Instead of um, <laughs> I was going to pick the stupid New Year's Eve one, but let's uh, seeing there's no December pay per view in uh, WWE this year. Let's go back to a time when there was a December to dismember ECW pay per view from 2006. You up for that? I be- uh, I I'm definitely up for that. Because I believe, and I don't know, it's not on Rotten Tomatoes, of course, but I believe this is considered one of the worst pay-per-views ever. Perfect. And and, uh, this is the one that led to Paul Heyman being fired for the first time at WWE. Well, I've never seen it. So, So, it sounds great. (laughs) I've seen it once because it features a Hell in the Cell match where everyone has a weapon. Yeah, extreme elimination. Extreme elimination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, without wrecking anything, I'm pretty sure Paul Heyman wanted CM Punk Mm -hmm. to enter as, like, one of the number one or two entrants, 
Yeah. And then slowly but surely defeat every person as they come out the cage. Yeah. And win the whole damn thing. And he's pushing CM Punk to the moon. And they went, CM Punk's not worth shit. <laughs> well, you get that guy covered in tattoos and there, and he's small. And so they changed it on him and then fired him because it sucked. And, and now look where CM Punk is. Look where yeah. Paul Heyman is. This is, it's crazy. I like the pick case. Yeah, let's do it then. Well, with all of that said, I don't, I don't, I don't know about you guys. But I'm exhausted. I feel like Roddy Piper. I need to go and have a good lie down. Yeah. So until next time, folks, we'll see you in December. This has been Glenn and Casey. Hey, Glennie Props. Hey. What? It made no noise. It's hard to. <laughs> what? Ramble on. Hey! <laughs> <laughs>